Simmons, and welcome to episode 407 of Good Luck Hi-Fi. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting at home, jamming on some arena, maybe you're getting Spell Table out to play some Distance Commander. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're going to talk about Kaladesh Remastered. That's right. It is coming out this Thursday. Uh, It's going to be here to draft. It's going to be here to shake up historic. Yes. It's here to have a great time and take us down memory lane. I love all of these new cards being added to Arena, especially added to the historic format because there are some real true bangers in this set. Yeah, absolutely there are. Yeah, we'll let you know all of the cards we're excited to see in Kaladesh Remastered and some of our yeah, favorite draft formats over the years because we have a video coming out on Wednesday, which is tomorrow if you're listening to when this episode hits the streets running, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash luck high five where i found two well four actually you found four Four old draft decks old draft decks stashed away in my house much like the squirrel that i am still in their little ultra pro deck boxes perfectly preserved like insects in the amber waiting for me to make (laughs) dinosaurs out of them yeah yeah and so i thought it'd be fun for us to play these decks against each other because these are my undefeated decks from back at fnm a million years ago and if they still hold up today yeah so watch out for that video. Um, it's super fun. I loved playing those decks against each other. They were... It was a very good time. Just just a wonderful memory trip. And also super cool to see those decks versus what people are drafting nowadays and the differences and similarities. Yeah. And where, what, where have we been and what have we done in the years since? So much. So much. Honestly. A lot of planes. Do you mean like... Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like the land type. What? And I'm like, Megan's not casting no, a lot of planes. I'm not. I'm not playing a lot of planes. With an E. Yes. Okay, I get it. I get it. By the way, I bought some of those new, new Euro lands on Arena. Uh-huh. Because... Of course I did. Yeah. And You're a sucker. You're a sucker for those things. Give me the cosmetics. You like cosmetics. Although I want them to print the APAC lands because those ones have the sunflower planes, the best planes. Oh. But anyway, I bought the Euro ones and I was playing with them the other day and I was like, fantastic. It just made me so happy to see them on the battlefield. Oh, cute. So many planes. Did you get the Black Lotus pet? Yes, I did. Is it cute? It's so cute. And oh. you have to click on it to make it bloom. Oh. And it comes with sleeves, too. And I got nice. the new Sahili stuff from the Kaladesh Remastered wow. bundle. Maria's just running around making Arena look good. I'm making money moves, I think, is the word. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> the I term. heard the phrase money moves. <laughs> In a hot minute. Yeah. I keep playing with my, sorry, my headphone cord is just have, has a life of its own today. It's so long. <laughs> I don't know what it's happening with it eh, whatever anyway anyways let's do this um, wait but before we do this yeah let's thank people yeah first and foremost amongst them patrons of the show thank you so much for for everyone who has thank a you for everyone thank you universe for everyone who has become <laughs> a patron so far we are so happy that you brought them into our little corner of the woods it's so true yeah we uh, have so many wonderful patrons and you can become one of them part of the good luck high five family over at patreon.com slash glhf magic great rewards for becoming a patron access to our discord community and most importantly i believe the feeling that you've done something good for the creators that bring you happiness 
in your life. That's right. Megan and I are, are patrons of several uh, magic podcasts and shows that we love and we mm-hmm. think make the world a better place. And when we became patrons of those and continue to this day, it makes us feel great to support yeah. creators whose content we consume. So feel the spirit of the holidays move through you <laughs> and chuck some money at these little orphans who will go and get you the biggest goose. We will get you the biggest goose. The one that's as big as me. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, it's Gilded Goose. Surprise. Uh. Oh, well, that's not a very big goose. Although it's a goose that does a lot of work. That goose does Would you rather do have work. A- <laughs> okay. Is the question, would I rather have a big goose or a goose who does a lot of work? Is that going to be yes. your question? Yes. <laughs> I want a goose who does a lot of work, Megan. All right, then. Gilded Goose it is. I need someone to clean my floors, goose. Get over here. All right. Thank you as well to Card Kingdom, another wonderful sponsor of this show. A goose who does a lot of work, if you will. Absolutely. You can check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. They're so wonderful. Fast shipping, great customer service, mm-hmm. all excellent products, all the Commander Legends stuff that you need to play that coming Oof, up. Yes. They're going to have some com- Commander streams happening over oh. on their Twitch uh, website. What's it called? Twitch, Twitch stream? Stream. Gosh. Oh, their Twitch website. Their Twitch website. I'm a hundred years old. Um, uh, why? Not. It rain- <laughs> it's, yes, it's raining here. It's At raining least it's here. And that's like what I'm blaming my current like frazzledness oh, on. I love raining. It's so calm. Yeah, it is very calm. Time. But it's doing something, man. It's, it's doing, doing something, something to my brain. By the way, if you want order for something from Card Kingdom, you can say that you want a good look if I have sticker or token in your order, and they'll yeah. give you one for free. And Card Kingdom is now the last place that has those tokens available. Once they're out, they're out. They're gone and forever. And we're out. There's no more tokens. Goodbye to the era of the GLHF token. So go order from Card Kingdom. Go get you a token. Let's talk about Kaladesh Remastered hitting Arena on the 12th, which is this Thursday. That's right. I am so excited because they really knocked it out of the park oh, yeah. with Amonkhet Remastered. It was great. And so I just want to see what is the set like to draft? Mm-hmm. What is the set going to do for Historic? Yep. What's going to happen? Well, we get a sneak peek first thing on Thursday because you can draft it immediately. Mm-hmm. You can start building your Historic decks and trying things out on the ladder. Um I'm very excited to see some of these cards, the the old favorites, come back into being yeah. on Arena. I'm going to kick it off here, Megan. Yes. The card I'm looking forward to most, which is SRAM Senior Edificer. That's right. Maria, you love SRAM. SRAM. You love what SRAM does. You love who he is. I love what he stands for. <laughs> And everything he believes in. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about what SRAM stands for and believes in. Okay. So SRAM is just your little tutu bear, dwarf advisor. Whenever you cast an aura, equipment, or vehicle spell, draw a card. Oh. I love this. I love this guy. He was responsible for my favorite standard deck, or at least one of my favorite standard decks that involved a lot of drawing cards and playing vehicles. I also love vehicles. And of course, I love auras. Hello, who am I? Yeah. Um, and SRAM just basically rewards you for doing everything that you want to do already and helping out your aggressive deck or your tempo deck or however you SRAM be able to have card advantage, which is not something those decks generally get yeah so um however you sram however you sram is okay it's the right way to sram yeah so i'm no looking wrong forward to sramming to people big time <laughs> in historic oh okay you know yeah there's also this also reminds me of a cycle 
because they're right here next to each other, of SRAM's expertise, yep. the expertise spells, which yeah. I had completely forgotten about. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, but this one is two white white for a sorcery. Create three one one colorless servo artifact creature tokens. You may cast a spell with converted mana cost three or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Yeah. And they are all of that type. They're all someone's expertise. Yep. Um, and they are all, they are a sorcery that has some sort of ability. And then also, oh, I think Baral's expertise might be an instant. You get to like cast something for free. Yes, but then you get to cast something for free. Yeah. Um, of one lesser converted mana cost. Pretty cool. Yeah, these spells are cool. And yeah. this reminds me too that Servos came around with Kaladesh. That's right. Our little time. buddies who now just seem like, you know, they've always existed, but no, they came into existence with Kaladesh. And those little grubs. Oh, yeah. Gremlins. Gremlins, Maria's oh, favorite thing. They're so cute. They are. One there of the are, cr- cutest creatures of magic. Yeah. Um, I'm Also, I'm just remembering, as we're looking at this, Let's Toolcraft remember. Exemplar. Oh, yeah. This was great. He was in well, my scram deck, I, mean, I believe. great is a really weird way to say it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, single white for a 1-1, one, one, and you're like, that doesn't sound so bad. Sounds great. But it says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control an artifact, Toolcraft Exemplar gets plus two, plus one until end of turn. If you control three or more artifacts, it also gains first strike until end of turn. Yeah. So it just comes down, and like, usually people were attacking for three on turn two with this thing. Yeah, and it's fabulous at crewing. If, yes. Because your crew is, autom- your vehicle's already going give you that bonus yeah and you can use it oh hey have you never crewed a vehicle you haven't lived wow i mean if you have not crewed a vehicle get ready because where have you been it's so Eh. fun it's very fun it's so fun i love crewing vehicles yes oh that reminds me i didn't see if my arch nemesis is back oh your arch nemesis we know we know smuggler's copter is not back yeah um but is you know is heart of kieran back heart of kieran please i don't say no Yep, there he oh, is. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Heart of Kieran is here. Heart of Kieran, two mana for a 4-4 four, four legendary <laughs> artifact vehicle. Flying vigilance, because why not? Unacceptable. Crew three. Uh, you may remove a loyalty counter from a planeswalker you control rather than pay Heart of Kieran's crew cost. Yeah. Yep. Great vehicle. A plus. Number one. Why? <laughs> Why? Were you killed by a lot of Heart of Kieran's in your day? I mean, it's, I really the was. card is great. We all were. Yeah. Um, we also have one of the cutest cards of all time. Oh, also, so cute. A filigree familiar. I love this card. It's a little artifact it's a fox. fox. It's a cute, cute artifact fox. Um, three mana for a 2-2. Two, two. When it enters the battlefield, you gain two life. When it dies, you draw a card. Great card. Great card. Put in your deck. Cute your dra- card. Draft deck. Great card. Cute card. Great card. Do it. I love that card. Yeah. Cute card, great card, great card. <laughs> it's a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. <laughs> Cute card, great card, great card. Yeah. Um, Just while we're in here talking about artifacts. Yeah. Um, I think there's one that we all got to talk about. The talk elephant about in the room. Yeah, let's do it. Etherworks Marvel. Okay. This card was a was, problem. It was a card. It was a problem. And like the card that one of the cards that made it a problem is here also in historic. Yeah. Which is Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. So talk about what Aetherworks Marvel does, because okay. it's kind of bizarre. Four mana for a legendary artifact. Whenever a permanent you control is put into a graveyard, you get an energy. Yep. Tap. 
Pay six energy. Look at the top six cards of your library. You may cast a spell from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Yikes. Guess what? All that these decks did was pay play a million ways to make energy. Yep. You get energy on turn one. You get energy on turn two. You'd get energy on turn three. And by the time you played this on four, like usually you couldn't quite activate it yet. But turn five, Ulamog, yep. that was a thing. Yes. And it's a cat, like you're casting it. Yep. It has you cast the card. So you get the cast trigger on Ulamog where you exile two things. Yeah, this was a wild standard environment. It really when was. When this was around. I recall, what was this, Pro Tour um, Nashville? Yes. And uh, a lot of people were just like sitting around in misery because it was just very random. You're like, yeah. spin the wheel, I guess. Okay, yeah, like right, like you would spin and be like, did I hit? And did your I opponent hit? would spin and be like, did, did I, I hit? hit? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who hit? Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of dumb. It was kind of dumb, but here we go again. Here we go again Get on, on our, our own. own. Casanula on his throne. <laughs> Wow, okay. You made it work. I don't know. Ulamog doesn't seem like they've no, got a person to be a on throne. a throne. There's no throne big enough. No throne sloopy enough. Yeah. There's also a very cool card in Aetherflux Reservoir. Yeah, this card is cool. Uh, there were some decks that tried to be combo decks with this. Yeah. Maybe it will exist in Historic. Ooh. A person can hope. Four mana artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn. So it's like a little exponential ability. And pay 50 life. Aetherflux <laughs> Reservoir deals 50 damage to any target. <laughs> I remember Kenji cool. playing around with this deck in Standard yeah. back in the day, like making a quote-unquote eggs deck where you are just casting a bunch of yeah. teeny little recursive spells in order to try and pop off with Reservoir. It was quite entertaining. Pop off. Pop off, yo. Yeah, you were trying to pop off. <laughs> um, anyways, just, yeah, very, very fun stuff. If you've uh, never had the joy of also playing with energy cards, welcome yeah. to Kaladesh. That's right. Um, energy is one of the mechanics of Kaladesh. Um, it is sort of like another thing that resource? you can... Resource? It's a resource. There we go. I was like, it's a thing that you can spend to do things. <laughs> and what I'm describing is the word resource. resource. It is a... Resource. resource, if you will. Yes. Yes. Um, so, Maria, tell us about energy. Okay. So, there is a bunch of energy creators and cards that spent energy mm -hmm. in this set uh, to get various bonuses. It's basically like a supplemental mana system in yeah. its own kind of weird way. Um, let's put, look at this card just straight up because this one was played in standard back in the day for yeah. a while. Green Belt Rampager for a single green. It was a 3-4 elephant. You're saying what? Yep. And we are agreeing with you when greenbelt rampager enters the battlefield pay two energy if you can't return greenbelt rampager to your to its owner's hand and you get an energy oh so basically you could build your energy resources with greenbelt rampager by itself and then eventually pay the two energy to keep your three four one mana yeah. creature on the battlefield sometimes as soon as turn two yeah absolutely like a turn two three four not bad not bad at all nope. uh we're gonna talk about a card that's strictly energy that got banned <sighs> And like, here it is again. And like, when we're taught, oh boy, look, I'm what? about to go off. Pop off, Megan. Because <laughs> we're talking about Etherworks Marvel, and I was like, sometimes you can make energy on turn one. Well, guess what? Hello, attune with Ether. Yep. One green sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. You get two energy. How much? Two. two for a single mana and everybody opened the game with this card and then was everybody. able to just everyone go nuts. 
and their mom. And it, that card, it seems so simple and so innocuous, ban worthy. Yes, it exactly. Attune with Ether, like you can go that into Greenbelt Rampager. Mm-hmm. You could do the little um, Long Tusk Cub. Oh, Long Here Tusk Cub. Another like icon of like t- teamer energy, of yes. a more aggressive teamer energy sometimes. Long Tusk Cub, one in a green for a 2 2 creature cat. Whenever Long Tusk Cub deals combat damage to a player, you get two energy. Yep. Pay two energy, put a plus one, plus one counter on Long Tusk Cub. It's so funny. That seems like, I'm like, that's standard playable? Oh, yes, yes, it, it was. It was. It was so Powerhouse. standard playable. It was, yeah. Um, as well as Bristling Hydra. Oh, yeah. We're just going over some of the hits of the standard I mean, environment. Teamer was a huge color combo it was, on standard. Yes, so enormous. Um, two green, green for a 4-3. When it enters the battlefield, you get three energy. Pay three energy, put a plus one, plus one counter on Bristling Hydra. It gains hexproof until end of turn you can never kill it you can never kill it it's never killable straight up straight up straight up gonna live forever straight up you can never kill it yeah um this was what standard was like for a while it was Mm -hmm. extremely like energy centric energy centric really dominated and so funny to think like nowadays we're like one deck of standard we're oppressed help help i'm being oppressed and it's like well same thing happened in the past exactly (laughs) not the first time yeah for sure Ooh, servant of the conduit this was another one yep um one in a green for a two two when servant of the conduit enters the battlefield you get two energy pay an energy add one mana of any color Mm -hmm. so like just a little little ramp you know what all these cards are kind of doing a ramp thing and i'm wondering you know we saw omnath kind of dominant and historic when mm-hmm. we last played it in a major tournament and now i'm like mm, i think ramp might still be the name of the game in historic once these cards once these cards in. get in there i think we're gonna see turn one a tune with ether yeah turn two a tune. <laughs> <laughs> turn two maybe servant of the conduit we have four energy okay um we haven't even talked about our little friend uh where is he which friend um Ro- rogue, rogue refiner. refiner turn three rogue refiner when it enters the battlefield draw a card and you get two energy <clears throat> yep six energy Pl- turn Play four either works marvel either works marvel activate it Ulamog. <laughs> we're doing it in historic do you know what we're calling it like that's gonna people it's gonna, gonna be a thing it. people are gonna do if it you want to just like crush some historic cues yeah. right away First on Thursday, thing. yep. Like just build that, deck. and you certainly will. <laughs> and you're gonna boop 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 boop. That's you climbing the ladder. That's in you case climbing you didn't the ladder. Know. <laughs> or get, be ready for everyone else who's gonna do it and yeah. come with like a million disallows. Totes. Because disallow was at least, thank goodness, one small tool that this had. It was a thing. I remember disallowing both Ulamogs <laughs> and Ulamog triggers because <laughs> you couldn't get got right. Like, huh. okay. Disallow was one blue blue counter target spell activated ability or triggered ability. Yeah. So you would just have to be like, oh, am I like, am I going to counter this Ulamog, but exi- get two things exiled or am I going to counter this exile ability or and, and like, like leave the Ulamog removal? Yeah. Removal for it. Oh, boy. Speaking of blue cards in this set, Megan. Yes. I believe we have to talk about your favorite card from the set. I talked oh. about SRAM. Yes. You have a personal favorite that I might be your soulmate. I have a friend who has come back and I am so happy. <laughs> I've thought about them all the time while they were gone. Their name is Torrential Gear. I wish you could see the look on Megan's face right now. <laughs> 
Torrential Gear Hulk. A creature, you say? <laughs> Megan's talking about a creature. Yes, I am. Oh. Because four blue blue for a five six flash. When Torrential Gear Hulk enters the battlefield, you may cast target instant card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that spell would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. So six mana, you can just cast an instant. This card was the format two. Yeah, it was also format defining, format yeah. shaping. Format shaping. This Ugh. card is so big and it has flash, which is yes. a huge issue if you're playing an aggressive deck like me and wondering, do they have the Gear Hulk? Because if they do, you are super duper hosed. They flash in a five, <laughs> six, block your creature, cast an instant for free. They like probably cast kill something else. On something else. Draw cards. It doesn't Ugh. matter. Do you remember when there was control decks with Gear Hulk in standard yes, and do. like the matches of took literal 10 billion years yeah. to finish? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Oh, blue, like there is a blue red control deck mm -hmm. at the same time as Etherworks Marvel. Yeah. Um, oh, I loved it. Did you, was this your deck that you used to win that um, PPTQ? Yes, mm -hmm. it is. It was Torrential Gear Hulk. It was a blue red control deck. And wow, did I like it. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, it also had Glimmer of Genius. Yep. A beautiful cartridge. <laughs> Are you looking at this right now? A beautiful card draw spell. <laughs> Three and a blue, instant, scry two, then draw two cards, you get two energy. Great. Great. What more do you need in what a card more do you need? draw spell? Like yeah. nothing, basically. Oh, so, you know, we have, we've only talked about like two colors. We've talked about two colors and the power level is huge here. Enormous. Like people talk about power creep. We sing about it on our musical episodes, but mm -hmm. here, I mean... From this standard to our current standard, yeah. honestly, it seems like this is extremely powerful as well. That's true. Um, we're going to see the introduction of Fatal Push Fatal into Historic, Push. which is a big player Huge in the modern. Huge deal, yeah. Um, and in its standard environment, single black, instant, destroy target creature if it has converted mana cost two or less, revolt, which is a mechanic we haven't talked about oh, yet yeah. from the set, but destroy that creature if it has converted mana cost four or less instead if a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn. Okay, yeah. yeah. Huge deal to see this card introduced into mm -hmm. historic premium removal spell. Like you said, huge deal in modern as well. Yeah, instant. Instant. Kill instant. basically anything you care about. Yeah, crazy. Wild stuff. Oh, like... Just so, you know, so many memories. Gaunti, Lord of Luxury. This card is really cool. Two black black for a 2-3 uh, legendary creature. Death Touch. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of target opponent, opponent's library. Exile one of them face down, then put the rest on the bottom of that library in a random order. You may look at and cast the card for as long as it remains exiled. And you may span mana uh, as though it was mana of any type to cast that spell. Gaunti steal, Gaunti cast. Yeah. Um, there's Great another stuff. card in here that kind of like sort of went away later on, mm -hmm. but was pretty incredible when it first came around. By the way, there's not only the blue Gear Hulk, there's yeah. a Gear Hulk of every color. There's a Gear Hulk of every color of every color. Another one of the big players was Noxious Gear Hulk. Yeah. Four black black for a five four menace. When it enters the battlefield, you may destroy another target creature. Uh, if a creature is destroyed this way, you gain life equal to its toughness. 
Great. Yeah. I love I love drafting these gear hulks. Oh, They're so fun I mean, in draft. Yeah. They're so good. I was thinking about winding constrictor. Oh yeah. Wow. We haven't even talked about winding constrictor. Yeah, winding constrictor kind of has, you know, a couple of the things that's go- that are going on with this format. It's kind of exemplary of mm-hmm. those uh, mechanics. Little green black two two snick yeah. that loved counters. That's right. There or, was like me, a two big- three. Yeah, there was a huge counters deck for a while, yeah. black green counters, mm-hmm. um, called black green constrictor yep. after this card. Uh, if one or more counters would be put on an artifact or creature you control, that many plus one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Each of those kinds of counters are put on that permanent instead. Um, if you would get one or more counters, you get that many plus one of each of those kinds of counters instead. All right. Yeah. So a lot, if you like counters. Bonus counters. You're not going to get Walking Ballista on this set. Bonus counters for everybody. You can probably have yeah. some fun with that card for sure. Yeah. We have Sahili Rai back as Welcome well. Welcome back, Sahili. Yes. She doesn't have Felidar Guardian. No. Which was... A, the, do you remember... Let's just take a moment. Do you remember that Felidar Guardian debacle? Yes. Famous yeah. magic debacles. If you don't recall famous this, ma- if you famous debacle, <laughs> if you, you know, weren't around debacles. for this, Philidar Guardian plus the Healy Rai is an infinite combo. Infinite combo. You make infinite one force. Infinite and then, cats. You, then you attack your opponent with them. Yeah. So they had this infinite combo, and somebody sent yeah. a pizza to Wizards of the Coast that said something like "ban cat" on it yeah. or whatever. I can't remember. Um, and it right. was in fact banned. It was in fact banned eventually. <laughs> um, oh, Dovin Bond is here. Oh, I love Dovin. Yeah. Uh, a Johnny Unyielding. Forgot about that guy. DePaula Pilot Exemplar. Yeah. Do you know who I will never forget? <sighs> Cloud Blazer. You know who I'll also never forget? Cloud Blazer. Cloud Blazer. Responsible for one of the longest days of, days of my life. It's so true. Yeah, it really is. Cloud Blazer is a 2-2 flyer, by the way, for five mana, three blue-white. Flying, when it enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw two cards. It's, I mean, it's great. It's I a very love good it, card. obviously. But we were at the pre pre release yep. um, up at Loading Ready Run's uh, Moon Base yeah. for this and for this pre pre release Kaladesh. And Blake Rasmussen of Wizards of the Coast, who is also one of the guests, made a deck that would just never win, but also never lose. We'll never forgive him. We'll never forgive him. He had all we the claw blazers. We didn't get to go to hamburgers. Yeah, because we were there so late. Because we were there so late. And because I w- he, everybody, of Blake. I was playing against him. I also had to oh, play you, against you him. Oh, you played against him too? Yeah. So we both felt the pain of this. What a nightmare. It was. The game took it was a nightmare. 10 billion years. But it was Blake's fault, not Cloud Blazers. Cloud Blazers is perfect. <laughs> it can be no wrong. So get ready to play some Cloudblazer and draft because you are going to love that That card. It does literal everything that you could possibly want. Yeah. Oh, man. So also Fabricate um, is one of the mechanics. mechanics. And uh, it's on cards like this, which I think of as a classic one, Pima Outrider. Mm -hmm. Two green green for a 3-3 trample Fabricate one. So Fabricate, you can either put a plus one plus one counter on the creature or however, you know, however many plus one plus one counters equal to the fabricate, or you can make that many one, one servos. I love it. Yeah. Great choice. And so there were decks like that, that had also cards like Ridge scale Tusker three green, green for a five, five. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control. Yep. So there's some go wide strategies also. 
where you could, you know, find ways to pump up these teams of little fabricators. You know who I'm looking at right now, Megan? Who? Who is famous for a good luck high five yeah. test. The the Riparian Tiger Test. The Riparian Tiger Test. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is, we've used this in our worst rares to open in your, in your pre-release video, which we have yep. asked ourselves, is this card... Like, would you rather have this or just a Riparian Tiger? And Riparian Tiger is three green green for a four four cat with trample. Yeah. When it enters the battlefield, you gain two energy. Whenever Riparian Tiger attacks, you may pay two energy. If you do, it gets plus two plus two until end of turn. Just a little common. Just pretty, pretty it's like basic. just solid. Yeah. But it's, it's a solid card. Solid and like, card. You could win with it and you could lose to it. Absolutely. Um, Riparian Tiger test. So if you're trying to figure out a card, you know, like to play in your seal pool and you're like, mm, I'd just rather have a five mana four four. <laughs> then you know yeah. that rare is probably not great exactly five mana four four trample 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 yeah 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 so we've had some people mail us repairing tigers over the years yeah we whatnot. have oh i love those guys yeah it's so cool uh so that that card's famous for our little test but yeah oh man carrie zev is carrie back zev with her monkey Ooh, and this was a staple in mono red for a while yes in a mono red aggro deck one in a red for a one three first strike menace whenever carrie zev skyship raider attacks create ragavan ragavan <laughs> a legendary two one red monkey creature token ragavan enters the battlefield tapped and attacking exile that token at the end of combat i love this monkey yes it's such a ragavan. monkey. yeah this card is so cool yeah great card uh her expertise is also in the set we talked about the expertise cards and this one like prompted a rules change oh. i want to say um it wasn't like they banned it i believe but you could use karizev's expertise to do some stupid stuff in modern oh yeah they changed it they didn't change this card but you know um split cards yep they had to change to be the the converted man cost is the addition is, of both sides. both sides yep yes because people are using this for some shenanigans yeah because they were just coning one half of the card instead yeah, of the whole thing like the that. front side yeah yeah so it was, oh wow i forgot about that yeah wow. I, I had it happen to me at one modern event <laughs> and then never again well wow. because i was like wait is that leak yep that is surely okay, that is legal, legal. <laughs> okay then <laughs> and it was too good it was yeah. too good well, Maria, I am certainly really looking forward to drafting this. Yeah, it looks really, really fun. And like we said, we had such a, uh, a great time drafting the other remastered set. And this one looks like it's going to be super fun as well. Yes. And um, yeah, looking forward to building that SRAM deck in Historic too. Oh man, we forgot Pia Nalar. She's here. Pia Nalar! Um, two and a red for a 2-2. Two -two. Chandra's mom. Yeah, sh <laughs> two -two Chandra's mom. Has Um, When she enters the battlefield, you get a Thopter, um, which is a 1-1 one -one with flying. Uh, one and a red, target artifact creature gets plus one, plus oh until end of turn. One, sacrifice an artifact, target creature can't block this turn. Also a cornerstone of that mono red deck. Yep, for sure. And these vehicles that we found in this set and some of these dwarves are were part of an artifact vehicle deck. That's right. That took down a Protor. Oh, wow. Mardu vehicles. Mardu vehicles. I completely forgot. I willfully forgot. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Fast little cars. Go, go, go. Zoom, it, was some, it was like seven out of the eight. Was it really? Mardu vehicles. Of that top eight? Yeah. There was like one constrictor, maybe two constrictors and six vehicles. This was the Protor in Ireland, question mark? That sounds right. Yeah, in Dublin. Yeah. 
Wow. Seven out Whoa. of eight of the top eight. I might be wrong. It might have been six out of eight, but still. Still. No, it was, this deck was dominant for a while, too. Ooh, Mardu vehicles. And uh, vehicles, too. Like, they when they initially invented them, they went through so many different iterations to make them work in magic. Yeah. They tried, like, a billion things and finally settled on the way that they work now. Yeah. They are very cool. Which is crewing them. Yeah. Which you've got to do before you attack, by the way. You have to do it before you move to attacks. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you technically can do it at the beginning of combat, but once you move to your attack step, it is too late, buddy. So just remember that. Yeah. I used to say to myself, there's a crew step before the move yeah, to combat. Yeah, before move step. to combat. Yeah. So and that's how I remember. your main phase. Go to my crew step. <laughs> it's not real, but that's real. the way I put it in my head. Um, oh, Bowman Courier. This was also one of the villains. <laughs> villains of Mono Red. You're going to be like, wait a second, this card I'm going to tell you about this card and you're going to be like, Megan, what? Uh, one mana for a 1-1. One, one. Okay, <laughs> uh, get out. One generic mana because it's a little artifact. Haste. Whenever it attacks, exile the top card of your library face down. Red, discard your hand, sacrifice Bowman Courier, put all cards exiled with it into their owner's hands. It's just a little robot mailman. Ugh. Zipping around, delivering the mail. I hate it. <laughs> Why is it so good, though, Megan? It's so good because, obviously, red just empties its hands so fast. Yep. And so, usually, you're activating this when all you've got is maybe a land or something in your hand. Or your hand is empty. And you yep. just get to refill. Red shouldn't draw cards. And also, this is like people just attack with it willy-nilly. They don't care if it mm -hmm. dies because then they can just sacrifice it. Exactly. Get the cards block, from under it. it. Yep. Doesn't matter. Little Bomac Courier. Bomac Courier. Just very inconspicuous, but mm -hmm. hiding hiding in those shadows. Yep. Ready to give you some mailers that you don't want or need. Get out of here, Bomac, Bomac Courier. Courier. I don't need that magazine of no. weird Christmas presents. Thank you, Bomac Courier. No. I don't want it. Mm -mm. It's going to be recycled. <laughs> but if oh. you have a deck that you're excited to play in Kaladesh Remastered, let us know what it is. Tweet us at GLHF Magic. Because we want the scoop on the hot historic deck list yeah. with this. Or if you have a super awesome draft, we love to see your draft picks. Just let us know because yeah. we're super stoked with this for this and we hope you are too. Okay, everybody, Megan and I spent this past weekend working our little toes off. That's right. For the MPL and Rivals MTG League weekend. It was the second league weekend that was held yeah. for both of these leagues. They're going to play seven of these total. By the end of the season, all the points that they've racked up in them will determine where they are in the gauntlet. These mm -hmm. these are like kind of cutthroat tournaments yes. <laughs> that determine if they stay in the MPL, if they fall down to Rivals. If, if they fall off completely. If they fall off or if the they move face up. face of the earth. <laughs> They fall off the face of the, the earth. The face of the earth. And so we got to yeah. see a bunch of players doing their thing, playing some standard, getting some points, not yeah. getting some points in these events. Ooh. And this is a brand new format. Like yeah. this has not been tried before here in this 2020, 2021 season. This is a new thing. So we want, we kind of want to talk about how do we think this is going as far as organized play, competitive play goes. Yeah. I think one thing that I want to bring up that I haven't really heard people talk about Um is that like, I feel bad for the players that have to play. Like, Li Shi Tian has been tweeting that oh, he's playing yeah. like in the middle of the night for him. Yeah. Did you see Javier Dominguez playing yesterday? No. I don't know what time it was for him, but he looked like he literally looked like he was asleep on stream. Oh. He was like this, with yeah. like his eyes closed. 
And yeah, I mean, that's like, legit. Yeah, I feel like we're, we haven't talked about the fact that this has been strongly skewed for U.S. players. For and sure. that's an issue. And I mean, too, as well as, I mean, like for GPs and stuff, that is also the case. And pro tours, generally, yes. um, that is but the case. But those at least have been like, oh, you're traveling to this place. Right. Like for for pro tours, it was like usually a lot of people got there the week before. So you have time to acclimate and you're testing and all that kind of thing. And so I guess like part of me is like, hey, if you are actually trying to make a worldwide pro league, then you need to consider the fact that you are you have created a system that is going to, I think, over time, overwhelmingly favor uh, like North American and I guess South American also players. I wonder what you do. Like, honestly, what if then what if every, like not every weekend, but of the seven weekends, like, right, like these it? two are U S time zones. Yeah. The next two are time zones for Europe. And you're just like, look, I'm sorry, but it can't just be one time zone all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see them ever doing that, but they certainly could. Exactly. And like the next two are so, like time zone for APAC players. Yeah. Because I just, I guess it just kind of makes me mad when things are U.S. skewed and people don't realize it or or it's happening because people aren't thinking about it. And they're just considering that this is the default. And I think that when you're talking about people's livelihoods and them trying the best that they can, like that's messed up. Lee Shi Tian also tweeted about it a bunch. Um, talking about how tired he was and that he was making misplays because of it. Yeah. And I mean, he's definitely been a player who has talked about this significantly in the past because that it always brings up the question of what do we do because there's not as many events in the APAC region. Yeah. And he talked about it at his Hall of Fame induction, actually. He's like, hey, we only get like one or two big tournaments a year and it really makes it super, super hard for us to stay on the train or qualify, whereas it's much easier for other players in other parts of the world. And, you know, now we don't have, I mean, like, now we don't have that. Exactly. Online. Now it's just all online. We don't have like the, you know, yeah, the physical. But we will again. Restriction. Yeah. Um, so believe. anyways, yeah. And like before it was all online, that was a big issue for South American players yeah. also mm-hmm. with only having like one big event in yep. South America. So a lot of pressure on that one event. Exactly. To do well. Um, and like now they get the bonus of being like, oh, they're like in the, tr- in the bracket of time zones that is favored right now. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was just like, that's my random bone to pick. Yeah, it, there is definitely, I think, problems with, with the system currently that we've been seeing put stress on players, which are, I guess we'll talk about these negatives first, which is two, I was interviewing players a bunch over the weekend and I would ask them, you know, like, how do you feel playing in this tournament from home as opposed to going to a bunch of Grand Prix every year? And like, is it easier on you? Is it uh, tougher? And I think kind of universally the players said, an answer, which I didn't expect, which was it really stressed them out Yeah. because each one of these matches is really, really important. Yeah. True, there are only about 70 of them, but the fact remains is that uh, if you want to stay in the MPL, there's only four slots that yeah. guarantee you stay in the MPL without playing in the gauntlet tournament. So every loss is really, really bad Yeah. <laughs> because there's so few of them. At, whereas if you went to a bunch of Grand Prix or whatever, mm-hmm. you could just kind of take your like losses. You could have your good days. You can have a bad exactly. weekend. Or, yeah, you can have a bad weekend. Then also once you, go once the you have a bad one. weekend, you can just like cut your losses and be like, I'm going to go like, I'm have, going home. For, I'm going to go have dinner or like, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, like. Go play in a different one, which, you know, on the flip side of that, you do have to spend money on hotel room, on travel and time and all these kinds of things that you don't have to spend money on in this scenario. But 
That's not to say that this, the stressors of this event are not extreme. And in my opinion, a bit too extreme for these players. I think retaining four from the MPL um, only like you're going to have more people stay in because of the gauntlet tournament, but yeah. guaranteed only four is I think too extreme. Yeah. That's like potentially an insane amount of turnover, which like I said, it's probably not going to happen, but like the, just the pressure that that would put on someone like, imagine if yeah. you had to play for your job, <laughs> which they do. Okay. Yes, I, you had to play. for. <laughs> I, I admit that this is the career that they have chosen and whatever, yes. but at the same time <laughs> playing one tournament oh, to keep your job or lose your that's job. Pretty scary. <laughs> So I can understand the stress yeah. of, of this, too. Uh, absolutely. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, some people did say that they um, that it was nice, at least, to be able to be in a familiar space and be able to, like, go and get some food that wasn't convention center food in between rounds or that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, what something I do like about it is the fact that we get these cool tournaments that we can watch yeah. every so often and they're always different. Mm -hmm. It's not just one tournament that the players have to do well in. It's like more than seven if you're counting the Zendikar like rising championships that the champion split championships that also give them points. Yeah. So like they have to be consistently good over all those weeks. They can't yeah. just be like, I did good in one tournament. Give me a trophy. Yeah. Which is nice, right? Like it's good to reward consistent performance. Yes. Um, so that that way you don't feel like you're going into every week and being like, I need to spike one thing. Right. Exactly. Although if it comes down to it and you're in the gauntlet, then you are in the position. Yes. To, like, then then spike you, one thing. you definitely do have to spike one thing. <laughs> the most important thing. The most important thing. Oh my God. Gosh, I just realized volleyball. how brutal that tournament. I mean, like, I knew it was going to be brutal, but now I'm thinking about it even more. And I'm like, can you imagine interviewing people at that? No, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> hey, so you just lost. The <laughs> and they're like, I guess I'm unemployed. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is like American Ninja Warrior Ooh. level stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. You fall off the. You fall off that weird monkey bars, you're off that weird monkey bars for good. Weird monkey bars. The magic Literally. organized play system. Weird, weird monkey, monkey bars. bars. That is a great way to put it, honestly. Like, I don't know what else to call anything in American Ninja Warrior. Like, how can you describe any of the things that they're on? You're like, I don't know, the weird rope net ladder. Yeah, that's I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right? Like that one that's like a weird rope ladder net. Um, or the part where they just have to run up a wall. Just run up that wall. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, that's the one that always scared me the most. Oof, I couldn't run up a wall. Right? It looks spooky. I'm not a spider. They have to run up a wall. I saw a video of somebody who drew a spider on a notepad, and the cat came and tried, and they thought it was real. Oh. So I want to try it with my cat. Once upon a time, this has really taken a detour. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, I was... Like browsing, you know, browsing Facebook on my phone as you do when you're in bed sometimes. As you do. And someone, for some reason, had like something came up where it was a photo of a snake, and my cat saw it and she hissed and no she way. leaped away. How big? Like, yes. what did the snake look like? It was just like a little green snake. Was it like in the grass? Or? Yeah, it was in the grass. Wow. It was like a little, like it was a green snake in the grass, and she saw it and like hissed, swiped, and jumped. Oh my And like, gosh. she doesn't really do stuff like that. That's it wild. It was really wild. That's like some cucumber kind of thing going on there. <laughs> Is it? Do they think the cucumbers are snakes? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I figured. Yeah. Okay. And you put it behind the cat and they go boing into the air. <laughs> <laughs> this I would. This I didn't even mean to do. I didn't That's mean to do really it. That's really funny. Bad, I can't believe. She was like, ah. Oh, snake. <laughs> 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 They're snake. My cat was like, snake. <laughs> Maybe 
she was just mad at Mark Zuckerberg. Did yeah, she was. She was like, get off your, stop doom scrolling on your phone. <laughs> Uh, this past weekend, Gruel Adventures was the number one deck, in case yeah. you're wondering, in standard, dethroning Rogues, to be yes. Rogues, who was best in the first league weekend. That's right. And um, and Esper Doomfortold is making a yeah. little climb, which I love, because talk about just like a random, it's so set random. of cards. It's so random, and it, do- it is really good against both of these decks. It is. Or especially against Gruel, I should say. So like... Yeah. Whoever brought that did it right. Exactly. I love that, like, this metagame has boiled down to a very, like, rock, paper, scissors kind of place. Yes. With some space for, like, weird outliers to come in and try and do their thing. Yeah. Because you have rogues, um, which is pretty good against stuff like Blink. Yep. Um, But is... Like, eh, it's a toss-up against Gruul, like, yeah. slightly unfavored. Yeah, I would say so. But then you have the Blink decks, which are good against Gruul. Yep. And so people are like, okay, which <laughs> deck do, like, what deck do I think mm. other people are going to bring? Should I bring Yorian and they're going to bring Gruul? Like, what it's am I going to do? It's the face with the math in the background. Exactly. Gif? Yeah. I, um, did you happen to see the Is It Control deck played by Andrew Cuneo? Yes. And Shota Yasuoka brought a Jeskai Control yes, deck also. Yes, that's true. Andrew Cuneo's had the wonderful card midnight clock oh, in it my goodness which looks it was so random just as performed just as poorly as you would imagine that yes, it, did. it did not good it was very bad um it also played cura best the sea god yeah it's a nice <laughs> light little seven mana enchantment for you but i gotta hand it to him i was happy to see it on coverage Ugh. but it just looks so terrible what a thing and uh he actually is at the bottom of the leaderboard yes he is after bringing that deck um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he did the first weekend. Um, but, I think also quite. But, but quite that's poorly. where he is. Yeah. But current standings after two weeks of play, Paulo Vigio, Damandarosa, and Ray Sato are in the lead for the MPL. Yeah. Both with fifteen wins. Yep. I mean, PV surprising nobody. I mean, honestly, like we said, like this format, I believe it will shake out the people who are consistently great at the game. And like one of them is PV. Yep. One of them is you know like love him or hate him, hate him Marcio Carvalho. Yeah, he's like, he's at fourteen points. Like he's good. Uh, I love. I always love seeing Gabriel Nassif at the top. Yep. Um, because I love somebody who's like on their you know on their comeback. He's great. Yeah. Exactly. Reed Duke also at fourteen. So all three of those pe- people at fourteen points. Yeah. So none of that I would say is surprising to me. Absolutely not. And in the rivals league. Luis Scott Vargas leads there yeah. with 18 points. Woo. So that one I think is kind of cool because, yeah. you know, in my head, in the narrative I've invented in my own head, <laughs> Luis is like, I'm in the Rivals League, huh? Well, just you wait. Just wait. Just because he was wait. almost, right? There were some like yeah. ways that math could have played out where it was him in the MPL. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Like. It could have could have been. Top four in there is Luis, Matt Sperling, Stanislav Sifka, and Bernardo Santos. Yeah. Uh, at the top of the rivals standings too. Nice. So that's well, where we are with yeah. uh, organized play, competitive play magic, and those league weekends. Yep. The next time you get to see these players battle for points, like I said, is the Zenikar Rising Championship the first weekend of December, mm-hmm. which is a bigger tournament. I don't actually know how many points, like if they get points per matches no or if they win, they get... Literally no idea. I don't know. We'll find out <laughs> and we'll let you know. Yeah, I feel like even if you got point per win, if you make top eight, that's pretty good because you're getting like you're four getting more somebody, potential yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. Anyways... But yeah, we'll find out about that. But those yeah. are kind of our thoughts on this format as is it 
as it sits in its baby stages. Yes. First time it exists ever. You need to have something to account for those time zones, man. I don't know. That's just my soapbox for the moment. <laughs> it's my favorite brand of soap. For the for moment. The moment. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't believe that it doesn't already exist. I can it so easily. <laughs> for the moment. I can so easily imagine that. <laughs> So I can see the Anyways, commercial right it's now. It's like by Dove. Yeah. Dove. For, For the, the moment. moment. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's time to say thank you to our other sponsor of the show, Ultra Pro. That's right. And today we're thanking them very specifically for having kept these great draft decks of Maria's yes. safe for literally eight years yeah i found these when i was cleaning my house they say great drafts on the top and i was like what if and uh megan and i played these against each other in a new video that'll be on our channel this week um they're so cool but point is if you want your decks to last forever no matter what little hidey hole you've forgotten them in because you know you did it was a definite they were in a hidey hole for sure um ultra pro man They'll keep them. They'll yeah. keep them safe. If you want your decks around till the end of time, get yourself some Ultra Pro deck boxes, sleeves, binders, whatever you need. Yeah. We're so happy to have them as a sponsor and sponsor that video. So go check it out on Wednesday because check it out. I played my very first draft deck Yeah, you ever. do. Oh, and it's great. I love going over it because there's some parts where you're like, this is a great draft deck. And there's some parts where you're like, this is the first deck I ever drafted. <laughs> be, be gentle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for coming along with us for another journey through magic. That's right. What am I saying right now? You're saying the words, what am I saying right now? Just to clarify for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No problem. I'll always be here to tell you what you were saying. What a Monday. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you also to everyone who is a patron of the show over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Thank you universe for the patrons of the show. Our patrons are the best people. Just it's true. It's true. And you can talk about all sorts of things with them in our discord. If you become a patron, it's just a great place to hang out. We've even got an Among Us channel in there. Oh, yeah. We've got a channel for everything, every kind of magic topic mm-hmm. you need. If you every need help kind. with a draft, you can post in there. If you like, check out my new standard deck, post it in there. Yes. Etc. All of it. We also want to thank, once again, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro for being incredible sponsors of our, of our show. Um, yeah, we've got so much content coming out this week. It's very mm-hmm. exciting. Our video on Wednesday, our new board game video Review, posted yeah. on GLHF Board Games YouTube channel. Um, so consider yeah. becoming a patron. Help make all of that continue to happen. Um, get ready to get remastered, Megan. Oh, man. <laughs> I am. Ready to get it on DVD. <laughs> oh, that's right! <laughs>